Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I hate that song. Greetings, welcome inside. Happy Tuesday. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Oh! Everybody's getting set for whatever Thanksgiving is going to be. I actually saw Mike Harmon. I could not believe this today. I saw people, and I don't know if they have it around here, but I saw people are actually buying frozen Popeye's turkeys and chicken to make for Thanksgiving. Like, they sell it frozen now big. Like, you can buy, like, 12 and 15 pounds Popeye's chicken and turkey, I think, for Thanksgiving. It's not a bad way to go. I mean, you're trying to find and be innovative. That goes from the mom-and-pop shops, the one-off restaurants, the chain restaurants, fast food, or good food done quickly, however you want to term it. Everybody's trying to find their piece of the proverbial pie. So, yeah, I'm not surprised, especially with the different rules coming into effect here in Southern California as, uh, you know, Los Angeles County, to be specific. As of 10 p.m. tomorrow, you you can't sit outside and and have a a burger. You can't sit outside and have yourself a beverage uh, and, and a bite to eat. So what do you do? All of those would Well, you can. you got to do it at your house. You can't do it out at a restaurant. You can, can still, can you I can still sit outside and do it if can you Can I want finish, to. please? Sure. The, the point is the uh, randomness of the uh, decision makers have decided that, well, you might have had a, an outdoor dining plan for Thursday, but now we, we can't do that. As of Wednesday, you, you can't gather. So all of the costs that people incurred, gone. All of your attempts to rally people to an outdoor facility, fresh air, gone. So yes, 15 pounds of frozen chicken or turkey, I guess, is the way you're going to have to go. Well, they, well, we, we kind of have COVID-19 we're dealing with. There's sort of a thing going on. I mean, it's, it's, this, is not well, just a, also the, this is not just decision. This is not a no, 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 no. Do some reading. The, uh, in one, on one side of their mouth, they're saying, hey, this does, isn't contributing to the rise. And the other side, they're coming down with a, a different ruling. But I was going through the economics of it more than anything else. Oh, well, 
Okay, so, I, so I hear you, but still, we're kind of going through a pandemic where it's raging, and less getting together is kind of the way to combat it. I mean, that's that's kind of where we, we're still in this situation we should have been out of, but we're I'll still re- in it. I'll refer you to a number of news articles where it goes to outdoor dining. We're still we're, that's uh, okay. You know, listen, today. we have this conversation you and I all, all the time. Is that there are certain things that have to happen where you have to appear to be fighting COVID. You know, you have to appear to be See, saying there was, we don't the want appear this. Appear to be. Yes, because, well, listen, if, you and I, I know, disagree a lot of things on COVID, but I think right now you have to understand that things are not going well, so we have to start doing things different. Is every idea going to be a great idea? No, but if we sit around and do nothing, what's going to happen? We're watching COVID numbers go up all over the place. I mean, maybe we wind up stumbling upon something that works. Maybe we don't, but we have to do something because we're sitting around watching. Everything's going up. Everything's going up. Everything's going up. That, that's kind of where we're at right now in the country. So where did you order your frozen chicken from? Mm, Are you a Popeye's well, man or listen. a KFC guy, or did you buy a pack of frozen hamburger? You're talking about a guy who woke up from a nap going, oh, my God, I have to have enough time to get to McDonald's and back before we get on the show tonight. That's well, what I had to do there's today. There's that, too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Because, really, I had to get up. I had to get up because I took a nap today. Uh, and I said, okay, I'm going to get up. What do I got to do? Okay, I got to go get something to eat. And the cutting edge is on. So there's a couple of things I was really. <laughs> is that a holiday tradition Oh, dude, the, the cutting edge is so good. It's one. Of, oh, my God. It's like less than zero. One of my favorite holiday movies. I, I just love the cutting. Not cutting edge two, fire and ice or cutting edge three going. No, no, not those crazy ass ones that were made. No, the original cutting edge, 92, uh, D.B. Sweeney, Maura Kelly. No, that's the one. And, and shoot. Was Joe Jackson's dad from Field of Dreams? No, that's that's the one. That cutting edge. I don't know why. It's like like cutting edge and Doc Hollywood are two movies where I just go. I just love these movies. I just think they're funny, and I run lines from them. And people are saying, "Oh my God, I just lost a lot of respect from you as a person." I, I yeah, really, but most, I thought of, you knew most folks, given the age of, of those films, is going, "What's he quoting?" Because those are not the most quotable memorable films to the general populace. Yeah, but sometimes it's okay if you quote something and people don't get it. It's kind of an inside joke. I mean, I, I usually... Yeah, but if they don't sh- get the joke and then you have to explain <laughs> how good a joke was it. It was well, funny in your head. That's what that's what Zoe does. And Zoe goes, there's so many movies now over quarantine where you know she's getting to see a lot more movies now and, and hey, we're watching with her and she'll go, oh, that's why daddy says that. Oh, that's why daddy says that. Like she got to finally see A Few Good Men and she was like, oh, that's why you say, oh, my dad, this movie has like a hundred things in it you, you say. I go, yeah, it does. I go, wait till we see Midnight Run. We just watched Midnight Run about a week and a half ago. Oh my God. I mean, she loves Midnight Run as much as I do. And she's and, and I go. You just can't use the words, all right. You just can't use. Some, you can laugh at them, just don't use them in general conversation. That that that's where I'm going to draw the line there. So she's like, okay, Dad, that's fine. Oh, so well, that's she why won't you use them this. around you, but they're finding their way into other conversations. <laughs> Dad, Dad that's why you you're say smarter he doesn't like than that. Fly. Come on now, <laughs> Dad. That's why you say he doesn't like to fly so much. He doesn't like to fly. What the blank does that mean? All right. So uh, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Happy early Thanksgiving week. Apparently already Mike and I in a little bit of a holiday, but that's okay. You know what? Hey, like uh, Jed Bartlett said in in West Wing, uh, breaks are good. Uh, But tonight, certainly, look, we have so much good football to get to tonight and college football really taking the mantle uh, as we get into Thanksgiving week with the first college football poll that came out. And to no one's surprise, the first college football playoff rankings, Alabama is number one, Notre Dame is second, Clemson is third, Syracuse is fourth, BYU, sorry, Ohio State is fourth, BYU debuts at number 14, Mike yes. Harmon's Northwestern Wildcats crack the top 10, so we have a crazy first college football poll, and really the, the controversy is, all right, I, I think the teams at the top we kind of agree on, and then there's teams from five through, let's just say, ooh, 18, where we raise our hand and go, uh, hang on a second uh how do you how do you delineate five through 18 how how can you do that how can you do that now normally this is how it goes in college football playoff right the first playoff poll comes out and we kind of have a general consensus with the teams at the top and then we look and say yeah but how are you going to make sense of the rest of these teams normally we still have half the season to go normally there's still a lot of games left and it's it 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 parses its way down we get down to the end and it's usually these three teams are good now we have to choose 
between these two teams for the final spot, and most of the time it figures itself out. However, some teams only have three games left. Uh, you have some teams that are only going to play six games. How can you tell how good some of these teams are going to be when likely stubbing their toe is not going to happen, right, through the rest of the regular season? For instance, I'll just say, how good is Miami? Right? I think Miami is pretty good. Now, are they really good? Are they playoff good? They played one really good team, and they got thumped by them in Clemson. The other games, they're kind of escaping, but they're scoring points. Derek King is exciting. Uh, they, they seem to be a pretty good team, but I don't know how, how good they really are. And there's only a couple of games left to figure them out. USC is sitting at 3-0 and at 18. <laughs> they have three games left, right? <laughs> That's it. They're going to play six games, Pac-12 championship game. Clay Helton, baby. Yeah, how good is USC? Look, USC fans are so torn right now. They're going, boy, we could go to the playoff, but we got to keep Clay Helton. Ugh, we could win three national championships, but it means we have to keep Clay Helton. I don't know what I'm rooting for. I don't understand. I mean, I don't know how good USC is. They're 3-0. and I, I think they're okay, but they're only playing They're playing a truncated schedule. So even at the end, if they're 6-0 and and a win in the Pac-12 championship game, do they deserve to be one of the top four teams when other teams are playing 10 games? The thing is, you can't figure this out. You can't sit here and tell me at the end of the day if Clemson finishes at the top and 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 Ohio and and USC is undefeated. Can you tell me, hey, you know what? USC doesn't deserve to be there over a one-loss Clemson team. I, you know, it's, it's not like when when they lost Trevor Lawrence. DJ Uyanla played terrible. He was he was fantastic. The guy started two games. He's thrown for more yards than Sam Darnold has the entire season. So it's not like they struggled with him. They mm-hmm. lost a game. You're not going to be able to have any sort of line of demarcation to say, these are the best teams, and then here's everybody else. There's no way you can do it. So this is what is right now. It is crying out for college football to say, we're going to put 16 teams in the playoff. If you don't make the 16-team cutoff, I'm sorry. There's not a lot I can do for you. It's like being snubbed for the NCAA tournament. I'm sorry, but you you could have proven you're one of the top 16 teams in the country. I I, I can't do anything for that. Now, if you say, hey, we're as good as one of the top four teams and we didn't make it, whether you are Florida or Cincinnati or Northwestern, whoever it is, all right, I, I I can sit here and say, all right, that's an argument. But if you can't be one of the top 16, okay, this is why this works. You have so many teams that are playing different schedules, different numbers of games. It's harder to evaluate. We have three weeks to sit here and say, how do we move the playoffs up? USC is going to have to jump four spots a week if they're going to say, well, we got to give USC a chance because they're undefeated. And boy, they're college football royalty. This is screaming out for a 16-team playoff. And, of course, college football ain't going to do it, but they sort of have to. I mean, this is the way to service everybody. The little guys get in, all right? BYU gets in. Maybe Coastal Carolina gets in. Maybe not, but BYU will get in. Indiana will get in. Cincinnati will get in. You'll have the teams in that say, okay, let's see if these mid-major type schools can make a big dent here in the college football playoff. All the other sports did it, Mike. They all did it, and it all worked out great. And it's like college football has their head in the sand going, nope, we're going to still have this season because we have four or five people that don't want to bend and don't want to do anything different because they're 150 years old, and we've always done it this way. And, this, and then they come to change in the NCAA like, like, like every 100 years is a, is, is a change of some kind. So we're not going to get it, even though this is the year to have it. One through 16, let's play it. My man, it takes them five to ten years to issue a ruling on a rules infraction. <laughs> How the hell you think they're going to stop jump uh, jump over here to a different playoff system? Although they should realize they'd be jumping into a giant pile of money uh, by doing so, which usually is the first thing uh, in the decision-making process is, is this good uh, for the business? Is it a pile of money? Well, yes, then I'll jump in it. <laughs> That, that's exactly well, – there might be some leaves mixed in. It is the yeah. fall, by the way, especially if we're outside. But the idea being that, yes, jumping to an 8- or 16-team playoff made perfect sense. Well, we've we've gone past that point. You've announced a bunch of the would-be bowl games are still hanging out there. Some of them are canceled. Some of them still forging full steam ahead. But when it comes to the playoff, I think this is going to be the year – to recognize more than ever what we've said for as long as we've been doing this show and probably many years before that is remember all of these things are a TV show. And so this is the first look at the ratings (laughs) as we stand right now for USC. You're like, yeah, I like Slovis. I don't know about the rest of it. 
and I certainly don't like that Helton guy. So uh, they're 18th, uh, so they moved down. <laughs> but you're, you're not going to have the same number of games, right? We don't have the same sample size from each of these teams. You're trying to be cognizant of all the different changes and breakneck speed for COVID issues, right? Wisconsin, they're they are going to have another game canceled, right? Yeah, game, they're going to be they're going to be they're already going to be uh, ineligible to play for the Big Ten right. championship because they're not going to have enough games. Forget right. about winning on the field. No, you don't have enough games. Oh, okay. So, all right then. What are we playing for? Yeah. So, and another game lost because of COVID issues from an opponent. So again, from the just the the larger discussion of all right, how do we decide who's good, bad, and different? That you know, we we saw them lose to Northwestern. So Northwestern needs to win one of their final three games to have a spot against presumably right Ohio State on the other side for the Big Ten title, and and that's where we're at at, at this juncture. But to your point, I'd love to see the expansion. It's not going to go, but we'll see if there's any wild swings in momentum and feeling from the from the polls uh, as these last couple of weeks go. Right. Otherwise, some teams will never really truly be able to state their case. And then you've got BYU just sitting out there at 14, raising their hand. going, we've told you we'd play almost anybody, (laughs) almost anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not anybody but, anywhere. But almost. almost anybody, almost. almost anywhere, if it works. We've or got just a couple of exceptions, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, seriously, look, look at these teams just for a second. After Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Florida, Cincinnati, Northwestern. How do you delineate between those teams? They're all having terrific seasons. And the teams you would have the most questions about, Cincinnati and Northwestern, are undefeated. Florida and Texas A&M have losses. How do you do it there? Then you have Georgia at number nine at five and two with two tough losses. Then Miami, Oklahoma, who just won a big one. Indiana's lost once. BYU is nine and zero. Oh. Oregon's just started playing. They're three and zero. Oh. USC's just started playing. They're three and zero. Oh. It, it's it really is. It's there's no way. There's not enough time. We're going to be sitting here in when the games are over in in, in three and a half weeks. Going, oh boy, there's going to be like six or seven teams who are going to be hopping mad, saying, how do we not get into the playoff now some are going to eliminate themselves because sure. when you get to when you get to the big 10 championship game the pac-12 championship game but you're also going to have other teams continue to win and say hey what about us so it's not like everybody's going to lose you're going to have teams continue to win you're going to have one lost team saying what about us so i mean there's going to be no way you're going instead of like one or two teams or one team going oh you screw there's going to be like maybe eight to ten teams that are going to say uh this is this is not right this is there's no way you can delineate make any kind of case for these teams over us for us over anybody else I mean it's fair both ways and th- this is the year to do it I mean this is it would be such a great it would be a game-changing decision that everybody would universally just wrap their arms around and love like it is one of those Popeye's frozen chickens they would <laughs> love it love it love it love it and still you know college football is not going to do it and I'll tell you this just be ready to wrap mm-hmm. your virtual arms around a lot of fan bases who are going to be salty because they're all going to be left out with no ticket to the dance. Oh, but the Northwestern Wildcats sitting at number eight right now. Ready Saying we got a chance. Pounce. See what I did? Cats pouncing. That was Cats good. Pounce. I like that, yeah. T- Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Uh, coming up, we got a big story out of the NFL to get to. Plus, you're not going to believe what the biggest sports debate that is raging right now is all about. We get into it next, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. 
Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, hang on. I'm going to do the running man. Oh, yeah, I'm doing the running man sitting in my chair because I'm 50. I can do the running man in a chair. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Uncle Ricky! I, you know, that's got to be something I could invent that, right? When you, get to, when you get older, okay, workouts you can do while sitting on a chair. <laughs> that's got to yeah, be a Yeah, but you're thing, jumping right? into this whole other, my God, man, you, you, you gave up. What do you mean I, I gave could up? Do I'm trying to sit in my chair. I could do it in my chair. I could, I could do it in my chair. Quitter. <laughs> what do you mean? You know, Taisha, I got something for you next hour. Don't yes. you? I'm, I'm saving yeah. you for the second hour of the show, Taisha. Yeah, you know no what? Worry. I got something for you too, Jay. I'm saving you, man. I'm sa- I'm saving you like like uh, uh, I don't know, but I'm saving you for the second hour of the show. Like, like, you, you, too. you are fake news. No, all I could think of is bad horror movie analogies, like when the family in in, in Texas Chainsaw was saving the girl for later. All I could think of is he's bad. So I'm just gonna say I've got some for you later, Tyshirt. Fake got news. 
I got something for you. Uh, so before we get to Jason Lock and Four with all the best news in the NFL, and are we even going to have a Thursday, you know, a couple of Thursday games this week because of COVID? Uh, the biggest debate going on on uh, social media right now comes to us courtesy of Donovan Mitchell, uh, Jazz Star, who says, "Hey, heated debate going on in my house right now. Do you have to yell Uno out?" At the end of an Uno game, if you're going to win, you play your last card. You say Uno out. Kind of, you know, just like Ice Cube would say, Domino Mother Blank, you know, in Boys in the Hood. Yeah, you sure. got to say Uno out. Because I've done that before with my mother-in-law. First time I played Dominoes, I, I actually said Domino Mother Blanker. I, I put it down. That went over well, I'm sure. I was 25. She was 50. It was great. It was so funny. I said, Domino Mother Blanker. And I, and I slammed it down on the table. I always wanted to do that. Uh, so, yeah, I got problems. But uh, this has become yeah. a big debate. Uno out. Do you need to say Uno out? In fact, Uno, the card game, even weighed in saying, you don't need to say it you can say it if you want to they could have just come to me we played a lot of i know you've played a lot of uno with your kids the only uno rule is when you get down to one card you have to say uno or you take two cards because if you if you're down to one card you don't say uno before the next person goes you have to take two two cards off the top of the deck so that's the only rule about saying uno i feel like uno out the game is over so it's like, oh, I don't have you know, to say Uno. So I'm glad that Uno kind of backed me up on this. I could have told you this earlier in the day. Is this under the old kind of blanket of house rules? Like maybe wherever Donovan Mitchell sat down to play some Uno, someone had established house rules and, and he didn't know, and so he got jobbed? Oh, or it might maybe- have been the Donovan Mitchell, you just signed a huge contract, so we're just going to screw with you. In this house, kind you say Uno out or you don't win. Wait, no, I don't like that rule. It's house rules. Oh, okay. This, see, well, this is I why mean, people have them for all, all sorts of other card games, right? Board games, yeah. whatever. It's like, all right, we play this version of, you know, the shortened version of Monopoly or whatever else. So there, there's going to be some different uh, wrinkles to things. Or, or maybe you just make it up as you go along because, well, the kids couldn't understand all the rules when they were little. And that's how you started playing. I don't know. There's a no. lot, but... Uh, I, I just hope there wasn't a lot of money on the line because, you know, as soon as you take to social media when you're you're an athlete, I, I think people assume that you're you, you've got some, you know, stuff being pushed around a table. Well, I, I also think, you know, this is why it's good that, that sports have uniform rules lead to league because, you know, you have teams making up rules at home. Although maybe the Jets would win more games. You know, hey, they uh, we're playing a thing called least points win. Oh, well, now we're undefeated now. We're, well, we're playing golf rules. That's right. Oh, we're, this is great. We're 10-0. and 0. Forget about the first pick. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to have home field advantage for the playoffs. Yeah, we yeah, play Uno, in, in our home field. We play yards per point. <laughs> so we have a lot of yards and no points. So when you do, when you use points uh, mm. as the denominator, we're off the charts, baby. Yes, and if you go over a certain number of yards, you lose those. Like you can't get over a hundred yards of offense. That's why we Day-day. like to stay right in the nineties, and uh, we get all those points. But God forbid we get you know over a hundred. Oh. Uh, so Uno out. Who knew? That's the big debate. Uh, we'll have a little bit of that. More of that. We got a little bit more NFL coming up in about ninety seconds. But first. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Joining us now on the hotline, CBS Sports NFL insider extraordinaire, longtime friend of the show, as he's getting ready for an 800-word preview on Syracuse, North Carolina State, and the chances <laughs> that Syracuse can get Trevor Lawrence next year. It's Jason Lock and Four. What's happening, Jay? Hey, I'm I'm among the living, which is better than where I was uh, last night. So, no, no, you're okay. Thanks for thanks for hanging with me. Of course, everything okay for you? Yeah, no, just a little uh, a little under the weather, but you know, in the grand pantheon of 2020, I am lucky to be alive, gentlemen. All right. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, th- well, that's a quick recovery for you. That's pretty. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty good. Very happy about that. Yeah, no, well, it definitely beats the alternative. I'm, I'm glad true. I'm not where I was uh, 24 hours ago. So. Dang. Onward right. and upward. All right, well, let's try to jump ahead about 48 hours or so. Staying okay. in, in your neck of the woods in Baltimore now. Ooh, Obviously, well, there's questions yeah. about the offense, which we'll get to in a second. But with all the positive COVID-19 cases, it is a really short week. You know, five more yeah. cases on the team, four more outside of the team. What are the odds we're going to see them actually play against the Steelers on Thanksgiving? I mean, I have no idea, you know, because it's, it's all going to come down to what today's test results were into tomorrow and can they get 45 dudes on a plane at you know four or five o'clock tomorrow 
afternoon who could conceivably play an NFL football game. And, man, like, you're, you're trying to, like, persevere and plow your way through. This ideal of 256 games in 17 weeks, and Baltimore's got to play again on a Thursday, so it's not like it's a normal 10-day reprieve from, okay, get through this game, and then you have a week and a half. No, you don't. You get through this game, and then you have less than a week to get to another game. Um, So I I don't know. I mean, the league doesn't know. The Ravens don't know. The Steelers don't know. They've, you know, they've got to keep testing and see where those numbers are and then make a determination about whether these guys travel tomorrow afternoon or they don't. Um, If there's not a dramatic uptick in the number of cases, if it stays level or close to level, I I think they're going to play this game. Um, Because to this point, there has not been any evidence that shows that this virus is spread team to team within a team or team to team from one team to the other team during the course of a football game. It's spread from somebody bringing it into an organization from the outside, and then if they're not super vigilant, it gets spread between a position group or from player to coach within the confines of an NFL facility. But there isn't any evidence at this point showing that by playing the game itself, it becomes a spreader event, let alone a super spreader event. So based on what they know to this point and based on what the contact tracing is saying, and based on the fact that the Ravens could activate eight guys from their practice squad tomorrow and be able to have 54 or I'm sorry 45 able-bodied or close to able-bodied individuals ready to suit up and represent the Baltimore Ravens as a football team I think they're playing the game now if it's anything short of that and it very well may be I have no freaking idea I mean nobody does if it's less than that then they'll push it to Friday afternoon or Friday night or Saturday morning or, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll push it however you have to push it. But just keep in mind that these guys are supposed to play again the following Thursday. So that, that you know, complicates the schedule as well. And once you change one game and once you change two games, now that's four teams and – or well, the Ravens would be the – the same common denominator. So that's three teams, and then the ripple effects of all the other teams they're supposed to play and when they're supposed to play them. The NFL does not want to go down that road unless they absolutely positively have to. Yeah, and generally walking out of a game with the Steelers isn't like walking out of a game with the uh, normal hits and bumps and bruises of other teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and speaking of bumps and bruises, last night Tom Brady, uh, the world didn't like that he didn't shake shake hands post game. Okay, we can stipulate that he's a sore loser. Uh, the offense with Bruce Arians, uh, are, are they maximizing what they can do? Is this all Brady folding before our eyes? Or is there some compromise we can reach in these final six weeks? No, I, I don't. I don't think it's a particularly dominant scheme. I don't think it's all that super innovative. Um, I I think there's a lot that gets left on on the table um, in terms of the the formations, the the, the lack of motion. Um, the sort of reliance on the quarterback to to kind of fix a lot of things. Um, it's it's just not it's not a a hyper progressive uh, offensive philosophy. It, it, it's not, and people are starting to ask questions about who should be calling the plays and who is calling the plays and should it be Leftwich and or should it be Arians? Um, and and Tom is by no means. Uh, above and beyond reproach he's he's part of this and he could he could be a little better than he is but you look at sort of the evolution of modern football and the screen game and throwing the running backs and they really don't have a guy who you can count on as somebody who wins out in space uh catching the ball in the flats and and then making things happen i mean 
you can go back to Kevin Falk, right? That's always been a, hmm. a critical element of the Tom Brady offense sure. through any incarnations, whether it was running it through Randy Moss, winning on the outside, or running it through uh, Hernandez and Gronk and the two tight end sets. Whatever permutation we've seen of that, there has always been the Kevin Falk, Rex Burkhead, James White, like that that guy's always been a thing. They don't have that guy. Um, I think the left tackle has really struggled the last few weeks. And saying all that, how many games did they win last year? Seven? And they've won how many this year? Seven. And there's, you know, a little less than half a season to go. So it, it's not gangbusters. It's not taking the world by storm. Um and there's things that Tom could do better, and they're, you know, they're lumped in there with most of the teams in the league, kind of in that middle class, like, could beat anybody on any given day, could lose to anybody on any given day. Uh, but I, 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 I do kind of shudder a little bit about what there is to be gained by calling this guy out publicly like I, I i that just seems like diminishing returns to me you know like oh well tommy missed a read here and oh tommy missed a throw there i mean everybody does he's 43 years old yeah. like, he's, you know what i mean he's it's not like he was the first overall pick two years ago and he's a side speed matchup guy like he's not patrick mahomes he's absolutely positively not like he's not one of the five best quarterbacks on the planet at age 43 he's one of the 12 best quarterbacks on the planet at age 23 but i i i kind of wonder exactly what the end game is of making it be kind of all about like Tom and his limitations and what he missed and what he hit. I, I that seems like a strange way to go to me, but whatever. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lock and Fora. That is at Jason Lock and Fora, CBS Sports NFL Insider. Jay, glad you're doing better. Glad, glad you're feeling better. Yeah, and, uh, I'm getting there. <laughs> have a phenomenal <laughs> Thanksgiving. I'm on the road to recovery. All right, yeah, it's okay. You're getting there. You, 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 you'd be, you be upgraded from questionable now, I would guess, is what, 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 where you would be. <laughs> yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not quite probable. I'm somewhere between questionable and probable, but okay, that's I'll be there in the end. All right, I'm Thank you, guys. Up. Hope you have a, an amazing Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you in fantasy this week, so that's good. All right, I'm picking up. Oh, okay. Time. All right, very there good. You go. Right there. Take it easy. Right buddy. alongside Gus the Bus. There you go. Great stuff there from Jason Locke and Fora. And, uh, you know, listen, uh, hopefully he's feeling better. He sounds better. Uh, you know, he normally visits with us on Tuesday, but couldn't last night because he wasn't feeling well. And look, you know, fingers crossed everybody is doing well. Whenever you hear people not feeling well, you, okay, what is it? What is it? And, you know, just have good thoughts for everybody. Um, but, you know, clearly, you know, we talked about Brady. And, and the big thing is, is that, Mike, Brady's a big boy. Right. And he knows that, Okay, I can take criticism. I can take criticism. But at some point, you have to think when when things aren't going great, is there going to be that that point of no return where Brady just snaps and says, you know what? This is not helping you going out and, and, and talking about things I did wrong when you won't blame anybody else. That's that's not right, and that's not going to fly with me because that's the whole thing. Because, look, you want to call your quarterback out for not playing well. I, I get it. I understand. But Bruce Arians went out of his way to say Byron Leftwich called a good game last night. He didn't call right. anybody else out except for Tom Brady. And, no, Brady didn't have a good game. He'll be the first guy to tell you that. I get that. But, boy, when you just want to single your quarterback out and, and say, listen, no one else is sharing in all the blame of this, I mean, that's Adam Gase territory. And I don't think that's where you want to be if you're Bruce Arians. That's the one thing I disagree on is you can't – can't just heap it all on one guy and not you know spread the blame around a little bit, saying okay, well we need to do these things better. Because when he came out last night and said no, Byron Leftwich called a great game. Oh, Tom, you got to you got to make that pass. You got to make a better decision there. That I'm kind of not I'm not cool with. Yeah, it's the old rule of thumb. Just because you're close to winning, or even if you do win, doesn't mean you did stuff right. I mean, if I had a nickel for every tweet 
praising the greatness of the Raiders after Sunday night football, I'd have a nice little Greek island of my own. Mm. They lost the bleeping game. <laughs> Same thing last night. You could say, hey, you know what? We were in it. And if Tom doesn't do this and Tom doesn't do that in these two throws, we win the game. Like, no. You still have to go back and look at all the other plays of what maybe you could have called differently that would have exposed some weaknesses in the Rams' defense. And for all of the, the Brady and we can dissect Zabruder like the exit from the field in a loss and look, lose the Super Bowls to guys uh, lose the field without shaking hands. Um, I don't see him going to the podium and lighting into Bruce Arians. He may get into one of those postseason long-form interviews with somebody, pick one of his favorite writers, maybe even Scratchy, maybe with Jim Gray. Uh, but I, I don't see him lighting him up at the podium. I think he would still hold that one up uh, for the, the long haul. He, he won't go Bruce Arians unless he does a holo- post-Halloween kind of impression with a jaunty hat twitter at how about a fresca mike gets swollen dome the jason smith show with mike Harmon live from the geico studios uh we got more nfl on the way but coming up next we got nfl we have nhl we have nba how do we have all of these things coming up next because of a big list coming out here on fox sports radio over the course of the next couple of weeks keep it right here get the details next on fox Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Live from the Geico Studios. And we got another big NFL story coming your way in a few minutes because one person is getting the blame for his team not playing well. Ain't the guy you need to blame for this. But uh, something really fun we're doing here at Fox Sports Radio over the course of the next three weeks. And you've seen this, you know, this type of uh, uh, thing happen before. NFL Network counts down the top 100 players of uh, uh, the, the year every year in sports. And this is an idea from our own Dan Beyer, who you hear Dan sometimes fills in for one of us when one of us is out at night. Mm -hmm. And Dan's on all over uh, the radio here at Fox Sports Radio. And he came up with the idea of, you know what, it's our 20th anniversary this year, Fox Sports Radio's 20th anniversary. So why don't we try to come up with and vote for the top 20 athletes of the past 20 years? who are in the top 20 athletes of the past 20 years, and we're revealing it every week uh, on The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Going to reveal five or four or five every week, all the way down as we count them from 20, all the way to number one. And uh, we all voted on it. Mike and I, you and I both voted on it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as we get down to the end, you know, we'll, we'll t- tell you about our votes and who we voted for at the top. Although I, I have a sneaking suspicion, I think, who I know is going to be number one. But you never know. Uh, but right now, tonight, the 20 through 16 was released. And so here are the top 20 athletes. We go 20, 19, 18, 17, 16 uh, were released tonight. And they go in this order. Uh, at number 20 is Sidney Crosby. At 19, Barry Bonds. 18, Jimmy Johnson, the NASCAR driver, not the NFL on Fox guy. Uh, 17, Mariano Rivera. And 16, Steph Curry. So there's your top five, 20 through mm-hmm. 16 right now as we count them down to number one. Sidney Crosby, number 20. Barry Bonds, 19. Jimmy Johnson, 18. Mariano Rivera, 17. Steph Curry, 16. Now let me just say, despite the fact you know that I've said Steph Curry is a system point guard, right? He, he was a really <laughs> good – he was an all-star caliber player. Steve Kerr shows up and suddenly he's otherworldly and the greatest player in the world. He is a system point guard, except he didn't go from being a nobody to being a good player in a system. He went from being a good player to being a superstar. But still, you have the, he has the NBA titles. He has the MVP. He's got everything you need. I put Steph Curry on my list right around here. I think I had him at like 14 or 15. Yep. But, you know, clearly he is one of the top 20 guys uh, of, of the past 20 years. I'm just looking. Look, there's other NBA guys ahead of him. There's a few ahead of him that I have. But the last 20 years, you can't deny what Steph Curry's done. But, to put, but the way people talked about him and covered him the past few years, his image is great. So they want to put him up at the top. It's, oh, look at what a great – okay, he's a great shooter. He is a phenomenal shooter. He's accomplished some things. But on the list of Pantheon of great players, the system in Golden State turned him into that superstar. I'll tell you what. I look at these five, and and when I went to check my list, uh, I only got 40% right. So I'm already in the hole. Uh, Like you, I had Steph sitting at 15. So, all right, fine. That's all good. The only other guy I got on the list of, of these five was Jimmy Johnson. I had coming in at 20 because of his dominance. Uh, my list, as we'll talk week to week, uh, was more in the line of individual dominance. So uh, the list was 60 long before it got trimmed down, and there were a lot of individual sports uh, and competitors in there. And so I, I leaned a little into that uh, as we went. Barry Bonds, I thought, was out of the game 
far too long for me to include in my 20. Yeah, he stopped playing in 2007. Yeah, I mean, I mean that was his, it. And a lot of his damage was, was done from 86 to 2000. Yeah, I didn't even have him in my top 20. Yeah, I didn't. Because I didn't, I most, of his career was, most of his career was, was, eight, was the mid-80s, all of the 90s, and the early parts. So when you think of 2000, I, I didn't have him there. But he broke the home run record in, two, in yeah. the 2000s. He became a big, big deal in 2000. So I can see where people voted for him there. But I didn't even have him in my top 20 list. We had about 60 or 70 people to choose from. I didn't even put him in my top 20. Yeah, he was out. I didn't have Mariano in the top 20 and and picking hockey players Crosby didn't get the nod from me Twitter at how about a fresca Mike gets swollen dome the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon hey this debate just starting to rage coming up next a big story out of the NFL one star quarterback's been getting a lot of blame the last couple of weeks and he shouldn't be getting it we'll talk about it next Jason Smith Mike Harmon this is Fox Sports Radio I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 